0: Just want to be able to read, to be inspired um, by something that interests me. And again, that's done alone. And there's so much negative connotation that comes around solitude or, you know, loneliness. And it feels like it's something that we're always trying to hide from or we're trying to avoid. And there's so, there's a lot of psycholo- psychological studies that have proven that people that are able to be comfortable alone that are able to be in their own space and in their the company of themselves um henry thoreau uh, you know talks about his him there's no better company than his own in solitude Everyone. Welcome to the Meeting Your Soul podcast. I'm Farah, your host, and today's episode is about solitude. And I think there's a lot of negative connotations around being alone. And it's something that I have ran away from for the majority of my life, to be perfectly honest. I um, slept in a room with my sisters or my parents until I was a very old age. I never knew really what it was like to be alone for the majority of my childhood. There was never any time where I could be. Really, um, ultimately. And I spent a lot of time with friends. I spent a lot of time in these other environments to where I could constantly be inundated with some type of engagement. If that was with a family member, if that was with a friend, or with my parents, you know, TV. There's all these things that we kind of do to consume our attention so that we don't really have to just be still. And I think that that's why when I got into meditation and kind of just took this time to be able to reconnect to myself, I really started to embrace this idea of, you know, alone time to be able to read a book, you know, and I used to do it just on the bus on my way to work each day. And I would literally meditate. I had like a 45 minute. I worked for the UW School of Medicine for a long time. And I used to take the bus. It was about 45 minutes from Ballard and I'd take it to campus And I would read or I would decompress. I would just kind of allow myself to just kind of rehash the day, be alone with my thoughts. And I don't know if there was really ever a time before that where I really allocated time and space to be able to really dedicate to this idea of being really present um, before I was exposed to it. And once I allowed myself the opportunity and incorporated the opportunity to where this was consistently available did I really notice the benefits and the effects of having time alone and I don't know even then you know and these were even just short spurts where I would do it on a regular basis you know if you have a spouse or if you you know have children it's really hard to really be like Deuces! I'm gonna go do something and be by myself for hours on end, and it is. Um, but I think that there is even little things that we can do on a day to day basis that can really benefit us and give us the um, that what we're seeking when it comes to solitude. And there's a ton of studies that have shown the benefits of solitude, from increased productivity. Like when you're at work and you like are working on a task, like. The only way that you're really gonna crush through like a solid group of projects, or even just one project, can like like and be focused and diligent about it is probably going to have to be alone. You know, to be able to work through, to problem solve, to be able to think of new ideas, to be able to creatively problem solve whatever's going on um, and what task is at hand. There's value in that space, that silence that comes along with be working alone. And so that's one of definitely things I think increased productivity is something where I will go. I love going into my office. I work for a real estate firm. So I'll go into my offices and I'll be able to connect with people and chat, but I'm not getting anything done. I'm not getting shit done. I'll tell you that much right now. (laughs) But when I go to like a coffee shop, I put my headphones in and I just like zone in, I can go, I can crush like four or five different things that like in no time. And I'm able to get creative like inspiration for like a blog post or a um, newsletter that I'm writing or even like doing like marketing stats and organizing them and then formulating them into new words like all of these things occur when I'm in my own creative bubble and That is something that I have really valued is this idea of being able to like having the alone time in order to accomplish things so that when I'm done and when that I am then immersed back into a social setting, I'm so much more present and available because I'm not thinking about something else that I need to do. And there's also, you know, a lot of people talk about increased creativity. There's this opportunity for us to be able to access, I think, our intuition, that little magic within us, to be able to initiate the magic of creation. And if we are inundated with buzzes of our phone or our email or all these distractions, how do you really access that center point within you if you're not giving yourself the Time or the allowance of to real presence and to real, you know, it's, and I was trying to think of the best way to put it because I think especially with creativity, there is this void that needs to be opened up in order for us to have that download or that inspiration or that um, creative insights into something so much bigger than ourselves. And for me, you know, I also, I, I have to, for me to create yoga sequences, I will, you know, set up my little mat, I'll turn on some music, and I'll breathe for a little while I'll meditate, and then I'll just start to move. And I don't necessarily always try to predict, like I have a maybe anatomical focus or something I'm working towards, but I don't necessarily try to predict. It's almost like one posture at a time, one step at a time. One, like if someone's a painter, one stroke at a time. I have a lot of friends that are musicians or different artists and different facets or mediums, And they've all said, you know, to be able to really be able to open themselves up to that, that they need to be able to slow down, to breathe, to be able to access presence, to get that magic. And I think collaboration is obviously essential in so many different ways. And, you know, to be able to get those sparks of, you know, like ideas from other people is valuable beyond measure. And I think that a lot, most people would agree with me on that, but I think that there's a time and place and there can be a balance of both. So solitude allows us that space and that energy to be able to refocus it inward in order for something to sprout from it. And in in addition to increased creativity, I think solitude also gives us the opportunity for self-study. You know, each night when I get ready for bed, I take a few moments to reflect on my day, you know, and I don't think that everyone has to do this by any means, but there's an opportunity for me to just rehash in a very productive manner, like thinking of the things I'm grateful for, focusing on what I'm trying to create, um, you know, and really kind of moving through, you know, how did I feel today? What's coming up for me? I meditate in the morning. That's also a checkpoint for me to be able to be in silence, to be in stillness, to go inward, to be able to cut off the outside world in order to connect to myself. And When you, again, are constantly around people engaging, it's really hard, especially for someone who's empathic, to be able to really disengage or to cut off from the energies and the, the, motivations of the people in the world around us to be able to recenter onto what's important to what's important to me what's important to my goals what's important to where i'm trying to be how can i show up as a better mother how can i show up as a better friend how can i show up as a better partner a friend like there's moments where if we're constantly getting distracted and doing other things and never allowing that self-reflection to occur then how do we really grow as individuals if we never even reflect on how we're doing currently And that is something that I also find extremely valuable. You know, I journal a lot. I do a lot of self-reflection as a whole. And that is always done in solitude. It's always done for me to just spend a few moments alone to be able to, like, think about you know, what's occurred, how I'm feeling, how I'm feeling about a situation. I read a lot. So it's like reading and like, you know, it's nice. Sometimes I do like to read to people. (laughs) Um, I do like to read out loud. Um, I think it's really fun. But um, especially if like it's someone that has similar interests or I feel like something's really just like booms, like hit me in the dome. And I'm like, all right, like, this is what I want to share this with someone. But more often than not, like, I really just want to be able to read, to be inspired um, by something that interests me. And again, that's done alone. And there's so much negative connotation that comes around solitude or, you know, loneliness. And it feels like it's something that we're always trying to hide from or we're trying to avoid. And there's so there's a lot of psychological studies that have proven that people that are able to be comfortable alone, that are able to be in their own space and in their the company of themselves... Um, Henry Thoreau uh, you know talks about his him there's no better company than his own in solitude and he was able to be in a cabin by himself for an extended period of time there's so many different opportunities for us to be able to regroup to be able to even observe to be in the nature and to like really bask in the beauty and the awe of what's around us but only when we give ourselves the space the time that the ability to step back to not be running to the next thing not to be engaging not to be talking not to be responding into anything else so that we can truly just be to lean into that yin energy and um but there's there's the resilience that comes along with being able to be alone and to be okay being alone and i think that that's something that i haven't experienced until very recently in my life I've always had a best friend, or I and I was had a spouse for 12 years. I was in a partnership where, yes, you know, we were very independent, we enjoyed our own company. He could go off and do his thing, he traveled a lot, so he would be off. I'd be alone, and I would be completely fine with it. I didn't have to cook for anyone else, I could do my own thing. Like, you know, I could chill, I could go to yoga, I could, you know, work on my projects, my things, but then we would always come together. And I think there was always that safety net of knowing that I had a partner. I had someone that was right next to me that if I needed them, I could call them. If I needed to talk to them, that they would be there. If I wanted to text that they would respond and not until after the divorce and after our separation and all of these things where I really didn't have that person anymore. I didn't have, I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of my support network. I lost a lot of people and That was really challenging for me. That was really difficult. And I remember there was a time I actually woke up in New York City. It was New Year's Day and um, I was in my hotel room by myself and I just bawled. I like uncontrollably cried for an hour and I was like, I'm alone. You know, I'm alone. And that seems so terrifying. That seems sounded so scary to me because I was like, you know, the divorce was almost final. I was there with a friend, but she, you know, she had her family and I was like there, I didn't have my daughter or anything. And I was like, I'm really by myself. And it, it sent me into this negative spiral, but, and then that whole next year, which I think it's really easy when those things kind of occurred to like go into a negative headspace and to like wallow. But instead of doing that, I decided to do the opposite. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to embrace this. I've never been by myself. I've always been in partnership. I've always had people surrounding me. So like this year is my year to be alone. <laughs> and I was like, let's make, let's make it glorious. Like I'm going to love being alone by the end of this year. I know it sounds like totally bananas, but it like, it was my goal that year. And so this, this was last year, not like this was a long time ago. This is very, very recent or fairly recent. And so this is last year. And um, by the end of the year, I went on trips alone. I like I never traveled by myself ever. I was terrified to do it. I was scared like I don't want it. Like someone's going to kidnap me. Um, <laughs> but I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. But I was really safe. I was like, okay, I can travel alone. I can do this. I can put myself in a safe place. Like, and there was so much freedom. In it, you know, like I could go and I could meet random people. I could talk to someone. Or my day would just like, just like manifest in this way that I would have never predicted if I was like kind of like, you know. I, and I'm a people pleaser. I like to like kind of. Curate a good experience for everyone. I like to make sure everyone's having a great time. And, and so for me to not have to worry about any of that, to throw all of my worries into the wind and for it to just be me and to me just be available to what the universe had to provide me in that moment was one of the most beautiful and transformative experiences of my entire life and it's something that I will always hold close to my heart and over the course of that year I allowed myself to spend more time alone than I have ever done my entire life I you know would you know hang out in my house by myself I would you know stay in sometimes you know I had a an fa- fabulous group of friends and I was so grateful for them and they're still you know my rider dies and they're people that were there for me when I really needed it so was I truly truly alone still not but I, I think we thrive in community. Humans need that um, connection, that um, interaction in order to feel united and community. And But there was something about allowing myself to go in deeper, to find that connection within myself, with God, with the spirit that resides within me, so that I would be able to show up more fully, more wholly, more confidently for everyone else around me. And once I really knew me, I knew myself, I knew who I was, then I recognized that I was fine and that that's the resiliency to be able to be alone, to be even sometimes rejected in order to show yourself that you're still worthy, that you're, there's other people that still want to be friends with you, that still want to hang out with you, that there's men that are going to be the right fit for you or women that are going to be the right fit for you, that you don't have to settle like the power the power that came with that was incredible i was then so sure of myself my decisions the things that i would do the things i would tolerate that the rest of it didn't it didn't matter because i knew what i deserved and what i wanted to do and i pursued that with vigor I pursued my career. I went after what I wanted. I was able to travel. I was able to do the things. And I was comfortable no matter where I was because I was comfortable with myself. And that is that is what I'm trying to encourage other people to do. And it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, you don't have to go on like a month-long trip around like Southeast Asia in order to feel like you're really alone, you know, or to really find that solitude and that sanctuary within us. And a lot of people do that too. And, you know, more power to you. I wish I could. But, you know, I, I think that there's so much of an emphasis that's put on this idea of feeling accepted to feel included. That what if you accepted yourself? What if you included yourself? What if you were simply enough? Then you wouldn't need all of this outside this exterior validation that you would find that internally. And once I, once I found that within myself, then the world was my oyster. I was able to run and really really pursue the things that mattered most to me without having to get the like the confirmation from other people that i needed to do it or i shouldn't do it. And so when you think of ways to spend time alone it could be, you know, a 10 minute walk outside it, and which I've told, you know, I've shared with you guys that I do that on a regular basis. It could be, um, you know, an evening out alone, taking yourself out to dinner. I know a lot of people that do not go out to eat by themselves. I do it far too often. Um, but it's like, it's, there's so much like to sit in your own company to be able to like eat good food, pick out whatever you want. Um, I love it. It's, I enjoy it probably a little too much. Um, then it's like to go um, coughing alone or go do an activity that you enjoy alone. I've gone to art events alone. I've gone to concerts alone. I've gone to, this was all last year. I like I just like jumped as I do with most things. I jumped in both feet and I was like, okay, what can I do alone that would normally make me feel super weird that I would like absolutely my skin crawls with the idea of even thinking about doing this by myself and I did it I did all the things I don't really watch like go to movie theaters I like but some people go to movie theaters alone um, to like I said go for a walk to go to a beach to go on a hike Um, you know and obviously safety first you know always be aware of your surroundings always pick you know have people know that know where you are where you're gonna be like all of those pieces so that in case something does seriously happen that you do have the comfort of Knowing that someone's um, kind of looking out for you and that we'll be able to help if it need be. But um, to be able to really challenge yourself on.